This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1-800-951-0592 or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast for Monday, April the 25th, 2016. My name's Homer Lopez. This is the Patriot Radio News Hour. It's a Monday. Time to start your work week. And I'm here to tell you, might as well do it listening to us. What do we do? The physical delivery of gold and silver. It's as easy as giving us a call at 1-800-951-0592. The lovely Wendy's here to take your calls, answer your questions. Or go check us out online at allamericangold.com. Not only can you order online, but you can check out that news to disturb the comfortable. Well, we don't tell you what to think, but we certainly give you something to think about. This show is brought to you, produced, managed, paid for, all by one person. His name's Joe Jaquin. He's the CEO of the company. It's Monday. Are you having your a manic Monday? Are you having a, uh, oh, it's the case of the Mondays. What kind of Monday are we having here? Is it, you know what? I, you know, I don't know what kind of. It's, a, it's another Monday. I'm actually uh, pretty excited because this is going to be a, a very interesting week as far as spin control by the Federal Reserve. We have a two-day Fed meeting. Starting tomorrow, there is a 0% chance of a rate hike. They're like the weathermen now. Uh, we'll talk about that. We have a, uh, a gold, call it a rally, gold and silver, both uh, gold's up 12, silver's up 15 cents. Uh, just kind of taking back some of the, the profits from from Friday. Uh, Halliburton came out with their earnings today, and it was really kind of more of the same. You know, Halliburton fired 6,000 people. In the first quarter, six thousand. You know, between all the layoffs from all these other companies, man, everybody's just chipping in on the layoffs. And and, and then the Japanese central bank—I don't know if you saw that, but I guess we're going to. And I—I've been saying this all the while. Japan is just the leader when it comes to all the industrialized countries in the world and the debt problems. Uh, they just lead the pack. We're going to talk about what they own uh i don't know totally off topic i don't know if you saw the beyonce video i did not but if i was jay-z yeah i'd take anything that you got valuable and hide it somewhere because beyonce she ain't having it no she ain't having it jay-z better put a ring on yeah oh she did and he shouldn't have apparently because he wasn't done you know with other women sowing oats yeah <laughs> So anyway, I don't know if you. Ooh, at first I was like, "Whoa, is she kind of inciting riots?" And I was, and then I kind of found someone uh, shared with me. Uh, now she was just sending old Jay Z a little message. Really, a little message, huh? Well, I didn't realize she would be such an influence because, if you recall, in the Super Bowl, you know, she did the Black Panther dance during the right. halftime yeah, show, right? Yeah, that's so right. she's becoming a political influence, not only on. Uh, 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 on black movement, civil rights, whatever, but now on uh, be nice to your wife type of thing, yeah, you know? Yeah, right? Hello. Uh, big news. At least I felt like big news today in the Wall Street Journal. And we've been kind of saying, you know, all of this stuff that makes no sense. You know, and all the stores that have closed, 
and yet uh, when you look at uh, jobs creation, retail sale, or retail sales, retail still the largest piece of the quote unquote growth engine that is the United States economy. Wall Street Journal this morning said, despite all the stores that have already closed or have been announced, like I think it was was it Thursday or Friday, we said Sears and Kmart were closed in 78 locations. Uh, they said not nearly enough. According to uh, who did the research here, department stores need to close almost a thousand more locations just to get back to the productivity that they had a decade ago, according to Green Street. They're the ones that did the report. In other words, and when they mean productivity in retail, that simply means how many dollars in sales am I getting per square foot? So think about uh, retail stores. Okay, think about your Walmart. Think about your Sears, your J.C. Penney, your Macy's, your Nordstroms, and you add up all the square footage that they own, and you divide that by the sales. And according to Green Street. Just to get back to where that number was 10 years ago. This is how bad things really are. Just to get back. To, forget about being better. But just to get back to that number. They said Sears Holding Corp alone would need to close 300 stores. 43% of its, of, of its Sears stores alone. But it said that it's not just Sears. J.C. Penney would need to close 320 stores. Macy's, 70. Dillard, 60. Nordstrom's, 30. In all, Green Street says over 800 department stores would need to shut down effective immediately just to get back to what the sales per square foot were in 2006. Now, if you see a report like that, are you talking about a great economic recovery? Are you talking about an America on the rise, or are we talking about an America on the decline? Well, when you hear those numbers, it's decline. And, and you just start adding things up. And this is all I try to do here. Start opening your eyes and see what's really in front of you. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Number 800-951-0592. You know, I was just thinking about this. 800 department stores need to close just to get back to where we were 10 years ago. This is really how bad it is. But I got to thinking. And, and you know what our economy really is now? We tried to put up 
the the appearance that everything's great. It's kind of like uh, you know you go back to like the housing crash. You know, here were all these great homes in these wonderful neighborhoods. Right now, on the on the surface, on the outside, everything looked fine. Right, but then if you if you peeked your head over the wall, right, the weeds were were four foot high. The pool was brown. Right, the inside, the, all the all the carpets were warped because the electricity had been shut off, and all of these things, and and you had the appearance of everything was fine. But when you actually looked into inside of it, the exact opposite is really what we have. And this is the thing, and I've been trying my best to have as many people understand this is exactly the economy we have. And this is the job of the mainstream media and Wall Street, the Federal Reserve, is to give you the illusion that everything is fine. Ignore the facts and believe what we say instead. You know, you think about the number I gave last week. We're almost at half of the people don't own a, a, a single stock in the country. But I keep asking the question, who's going to buy all the stocks the baby boomers own? And today, I actually may have the answer. News breaking out of Japan. First, I saw a report by Goldman Sachs that says the Japanese yen is getting ready to collapse. And, of course, we, we know here that the yen has been rallying. The further the Japanese go into negative rates, it seems like the stronger the yen has gotten. And Goldman Sachs said, hey, that's going to end, and then I started trying to figure out why they thought that was going to happen, and then I ran across this. A shocking example of how intertwined central banks have become, and not only in the treasury market, which we already know about, not, not only in the corporate bond markets, right? Our Federal Reserve owns corporate debt. The European Central Bank, heck, they just announced we're buying even more corporate debt. We know Japan's been buying it forever. We've been speculating for a long time that the Federal Reserve was part of the plunge protection team here in America. And you know what? We may have finally found out that it, once again, I know we're just wackos, crazies, if anybody would make that comment to these these stock guys on television, they would have told you, you know, shot the shot you down and told you what an idiot you were. You don't know anything. Of course, that's not true. But apparently, not only it not only is it true, but it's even worse than I could have imagined. The Bank of Japan which days ahead of an announcement which may see it double the purchases or their quantitative easing that they're currently and by the way they're expecting the Japanese central bank to announce they're going to buy seven trillion dollars a month now that's in yen but but that equates to about seventy billion dollars a month 
that they're going to be buying has just been revealed, and guess who did the revelation? It was our good buddies over at Goldman Sachs. Just been to, to reveal that the Japanese central bank is a top 10 holder in about 90% of all Japanese stocks. So according to Goldman Sachs, the Japanese central bank is now, think about this, think about all the stocks. They are the one of the top 10 shareholders in 90% of the stocks. And, and, and Bloomberg chimed in, they may not realize it yet. But Japanese executives are increasingly working for a shareholder like any other. The nation's money-minting, money-printing central bank. It says that while the Bank of Japan is nowhere to be found in any filing. Isn't that nice? See, when you be, just so you know, the law says, at least financial law, that if, let's just say hypothetically, me and a homer, we're, we're a billionaires, okay? And we want to, just say we're Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett decides, hey, I'm going to buy a 5% stake in IBM. He has to file with the, uh, I think it's the FCC. But they have to file saying, hey, listen, we are now a major shareholder in this publicly traded company. You need to disclose all of that information so we know who it is that that is calling the shots. And apparently, according to Bloomberg, not only is the Japanese Central Bank one of the top 10 shareholders in 90% of the companies, their names cannot be found anywhere. It says the amount of th- the monetary authorities exchange-traded fund purchases have made it a top 10 shareholder and 90% of the Nikkei 225 stock average, according to estimates compiled by, by Bloomberg. It says that it's now a major owner of more Japanese blue blue chip stocks than both BlackRock, where you know what BlackRock, everybody knows BlackRock, the world's largest money manager, and Vanguard Group, which both oversee more than $3 trillion. Under the BOJ's current stimulus plan, the central bank is buying about $27 billion of ETFs a year. And it says that while policymakers don't disclose those holdings, it says the ETF holdings translates into stakes in individual companies, and that estimates can be gleaned from the data, and it says that the right now, that the BOJ is in the top 10 and 90% of the 225 country, uh, companies, they say within the next year, within 27, by 2017, 
that the central bank will be the number one shareholder and over 40 percent i'm sorry i'm sorry that's the wrong number over 20 percent over 40 of the nikkei 225 companies they will be the number one shareholder and you start thinking about how I've been telling you all along. The central bank, they like you to believe. Oh, we're, we're, we're about full employment, right? And we're about the strong dollar. That's their quote-unquote dual mandate. By the way, these other central banks, they have the same mandate. And the media has allowed them to portray this as truth. When in actuality, the only mandate they really have is to protect their own banks. And obviously, part of protecting their own banks means we need to save Wall Street. We have to save the stock market. Now, when you really think about, think about this. If half the country doesn't own any stock, okay? And then you take, so that leaves 50%. The 50% that do, 40% of them own less than $50,000 worth. You're telling me we've created this institution that really, when you, I mean, really, when ultimately, when you get it down there, it's just out looking to save the 1%. And really, not even the 1%. They're really only looking out for the one half of the 1%. Because the vast majority of the 1% is right at the very bottom. Right? The $250,000 guy, which, by the way, even in a state like Arizona, because we're supposed to be a relatively inexpensive state, are we? Cost we of living to, wise? We yeah. used to be. We're probably in the middle now. Probably. $250,000 is not a lot of money. Uh, listen, we're not San Francisco. We're not New York. Right. We're, okay. not, we're not those places. Okay. We're also not uh, Idaho. We're not North Dakota. I'm just telling you, we're, we're somewhere in the middle. Somewhere you know, in the middle. Cost of living wise. And yeah. nobody making $250,000 would you mistake and say, wow, that guy's a 1%. At least not what my perception of a one percenter would be. And and so when we wake up today, we find out this is really what the central banks are willing to do. We'll go out and we will become the number one shareholder in the whole thing. And you start thinking about what that really means. All the valuations are false, right? All the quote-unquote trading volumes are all a lie, right? The actual stock prices, they're nothing but leverage. I just feel like how they report how they're all performing is complete manipulation. Yes, they're like... <laughs> Right? I mean, it's just complete manipulation. And the Japanese uh, Central Bank bought the entire Nikkei stock market today in an effort to continue the illusion that people actually want to buy this stuff. 
you know, and for a long time, I, I've always said, hey, be diversified. Go ahead and own stocks. Go ahead and, and buy homes and do all this stuff. And now I'm questioning the buying stocks part, the buying of the bond. How bad is it really when you think about it? Why would they have to do this? It's not like they're doing it because, oh, we don't really have to, but let's just do it anyway. You know what I'm saying? You sit there and you think about, okay, there's only one reason for them to do something like this. And the real reason, it isn't about saving a stock. It's really not even about saving a stock market per se. Because the one thing I constantly remind you, when you own stocks, you own bonds, mutual funds, your 401k, your IRAs, uh, your, uh, your insurance annuities, you are lending your money. You are buying a debt instrument of some sort. So when you own stock, whether it's in Apple or it's in uh, Fry's, you know, Kroger or Walmart or whatever it may be, you're, you're essentially buying some debt. And what the central banks are trying to do, and I've been saying it all along, think about all the debt that's been created. It's unpayable. It's not payable. Which means all the financial institutions that lent this money are not solvent. They're just trying to hide it from us all. Welcome back, Patriot Radio News Hour, 800-951-0592. This is a really complex report. Uh, Multiple sources here involved. Uh, Goldman Sachs taking the lead. Uh, All the... Data compiled by Bloomberg, uh, Citadel also weighing in. If you're just joining us, we are talking about the release from the Bank of Japan that it now is a top 10 shareholder in almost 90% of the Nikkei 225, and estimates are by this time next year. They will be the majority shareholder in 20% of the entire Japanese stock market. Uh, But don't think they're alone. The United States government, we spent billions to prop up the banks during the financial crisis. You know, we earned that fake profit in in this article. They can't help it. They just can't help it. Because the article, all they spent... $245 $245 billion to prop up the banks. We, we know the bailout was over $700 billion, but But anyway, not all of that went to the banks. And then they said, but earning of a profit of about $30 billion. We didn't earn any profit. Here's what they did. Is they allowed all of these companies to write off their, their profit for years to make up for all the losses that they had so we could pretend like we made a profit. We made a profit because they didn't pay any taxes for years and years and years. Does that sound like a profit? Hey, by the way, you owe us uh, $10 billion in taxes this year. We're going to call that zero. 
And then we're going to call it zero next year and the year after and the year after and the year after that. And then we'll pretend that you paid us back $30 billion in profit. It says at the height of the Asian financial crisis. Now, here you go. Now, remember, I want to say it was Friday, so we talked about George Soros. Remember his warning. Okay? Now you have a warning out of China from Soros. Today, Goldman Sachs says uh, we're issuing a huge warning about Japan. And you start seeing how the dominoes are going to fall. Then it's going to be somebody next week warning about the EU. And then, of course, the next one's going to be right here at home. That's why I keep telling you. The rate high story is old news. you got to start getting prepared for what's really coming. It says at the height of the Asian financial crisis, Hong Kong bought about $15 billion of local shares to defend its currency peg. The only difference is that the United, in the United States is the Federal Reserve is leery. They're not leery. They don't. But this, this again, here's the spin. Leery of disclosing just how much it, man, it manipulates the equities market, according to Citadel. And they say uh, in Japan, it's been well known for nearly a decade that the BOJ does this. So what Citadel says, here's how I'm reading Citadel saying, hey, we Federal Reserve does it too. They just don't tell us about it yet. This is not only troubling, but dangerous. The longer the BOJ buying persists, the bigger the risk that market prices will detach from fundamentals. <laughs> Which, in other words, this, this is what we have here. Right? The Dow, it's not worth 18000 It's not. There's a big article. If you watch allamericangold.com today, I want to say it's the very last article today. So you got to, I mean, you got to go all the way to the bottom to find it about Caterpillar's crappy earnings that they came out with last week. Do you know that a full 20% of their profits in their earnings statement was nothing more than accounting trickery? And this is really what we are seeing all across the board. All of these companies that are beating their earnings, they're not beating them under generally accepted accounting principles. They're beating them under essentially bogus, I don't want to call it bogus, I guess legally they're able to do it, but they're doing it under accounting tricks. Yeah, but isn't that why uh, Sarbanes-Oxley is in place right There's now? There's a lot of these laws, but all of these laws, let's face it, you got to remember who writes these laws. You, you think that the senators write these bills? They don't write them. Wall Street writes their own. The banking industry, they write them. And they make sure they got the little loopholes in there to allow them to do all this stuff. And all of this stuff that they promised us was going to go away, it never went away. And now we're sitting here with the... Here's the reality. All of the central banks in the world are now buying the stock market. And people would come out and say, oh, that's good news. 
Because you don't fight the Fed and all this other mumbo-jumbo. Let me tell you how good is the news. 800 department stores need to close ASAP. A U.S. economy that won't grow. The Japanese have already been doing this for 10 years. It doesn't work. The Japanese stock market hasn't done anything for 30 years. It used to be at 40,000. And we sit here around these pretend all-time highs. I'm telling you what's coming. And I believe it. Goldman Sachs is right. George Soros is right. There's a huge wave coming. I've been telling you and telling you. I've been saying it and saying it and saying it. It's a race to the bottom. The Federal Reserve is having another meeting, and they are not raising rates again. They sit there and they come out and they talk ad infinitum about how great things are, yet they never raise the rates. Because the debt behind it is no good. That's why they don't raise them. They don't care about you. They don't care about me. They care about the debt. And they know if they raise the rates and make all of this debt, because all of it's based on what? They don't loan it. They don't do 30. It's all adjustable rate crap. They roll it over all the time. And then the unfortunate reality is it's not any good. You really think the whole world could create $58 trillion worth of debt like we've done since the financial crisis? Our economy hasn't grown at all. The European economy hasn't grown at all. The Japanese economy continues to shrink. But we're going to be able to pay it all back? You're just kidding yourself. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Patriot Radio News Hour. Amazing what you learn. You know, I wonder if they're talking about this on the stock channel. I doubt it. Right? We come to find out. Hey, guess what? Here's what really is happening. It's so bad that the central banks are buying up Wall Street and trying not to tell anybody about it. Even Citadel had to say, well, the Federal Reserve is leery of telling anybody anything. And the reason they're leery of telling you is because once you find out they're ripping you off, you get a little upset. And then I saw this in the Wall Street Journal today. Too big to fail, question mark? So what, says depositors at big banks? Plenty of people say they don't like too big to fail banks. I'm right, my hand's up. Right, it's actually, it's incredibly naive. It's dangerous, it's arrogant, and it reeks of incompetence to jeopardize the financial well-being of the heart of America, which is its citizenry. I mean, just common sense would say we should never do something like this. 
But yet, here it is. It says that yet plenty of people are still happy to give those same banks their money, even when it earns them nothing. Of course, we know they don't pay any savings rates. And, and here's what the Wall Street Journal didn't say. Let me, let me help them out. Let me help these guys write their, their little stories here. Most of the people that are in these big banks, 20 years ago, these big banks weren't so big. How many of you became a member of B of A or Citi or J.P. Morgan or Wells Fargo because your bank simply one day got bought out by them? Right? I think about the baseball stadium downtown here in Phoenix and how many different names that it's had, right? And mo- almost all of them were some type of fine. It was the bank. Well, originally started off at the bottom. Bank right, one, bank one. Then Chase. Here. Right, if you were in bank one, well, you didn't bank at the big bank. But now now it's called Chase Field because Chase all bought them out. They own them. Now, you see, what you don't know is there was laws that prevented this type of stuff. And the banks lobbied to get rid of them all. That's what this story doesn't have in it. You try to bank at a bank that's not a big bank. You talk about how difficult that is to do. You know, we live in a bigger city, so there's opportunity. But you think about some of these these small towns. There's a, it's a one-bank town. Well, the big banks have suffered during a tumultuous first quarter. Okay, the earnings were horrible. Let's just call it what it is. And I keep telling you, I keep warning you, these negative rates are making it even worse for these banks. It says that the big four, we're, now we're down to four. We're, we're really down to four banks. According to the Wall Street Journal, the big four commercial banks. Didn't that used to be the accounting stuff? Oh, wait, wait. Used to be the big five, and then Arthur Anderson, they got booted. That was an Enron issue. The big four, J.P. Morgan Chase, as Homer so eloquently put, the new owner of the naming rights here, Bank of America, Wells Fargo, and Citigroup. Now, I've been telling you what a sham the FDIC insurance is, and I've been warning all of you about the bail-ins. This this is the new uh, law of the land, because ending too big to fail had nothing to do with too big to fail. It just changed the way that they're going to start bailing them out when they fail, which is essentially taking your deposits. That's what they're going to do. But don't worry, they tell you, because... You are FDIC insured up to $250,000. Now, if you have more than that in the bank, we get to take it. Which So any of you that have over $250,000 in your bank account, you got to worry a little bit. And a lot of you are like, I have no choice because I run a business. I think about all the time how much money is in our account. And, and you think about the transactions that happen, and boy, they catch you at the wrong time. 
But they say the 20, there's about 20, a little over $20 billion is what the FDIC has to insure the deposits. Just these four banks, the the big four, $4.2 trillion in deposits in the first quarter. So how how comfortable would you be to say, if I came out and I said, well, you know what, I've got $20 billion to back up that $4.2 trillion. <laughs> now, you start thinking about, right now, some of that $4.2 trillion, right, is that's over the two fifty, so it doesn't count. But you've got to do the math. They've got trillions of dollars of quote-unquote insured deposits that they don't have any money for. And remember what we learned in Dodd-Frank. See, you got to learn a lot in a lot of different places to put it all together. What we learned in Dodd-Frank was that once the FDIC makes you a shareholder, you are no longer considered an unsecured depositor. Does that mean they don't have to give you the insurance? You be the judge. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. Final segment on a Monday, our toll free number 800 951 Gold's up 12, $1,241. Silver's up 15 cents. Uh, $17.05. The Dow is down 70. Uh, the S&P, the NASDAQ are lower. Crude oils lower as well today. Uh, tomorrow starts a two-day Fed meeting, which normally I would tell you would be very anti-gold. But I think the message from the Fed is going to be not only, I mean, there's not going to be a rate hike, we know that, but I think they're going to set up the ability to get out of the rate hike that everyone says is coming in June. In other words, the Federal Reserve is going to say, ah, things are kind of, eh, kind of a little worse, not better. So, you know, we don't know. And so look for that. That's what I'm, I'm anticipating, a very, very dovish Federal Reserve, contrary to all the, the Fed governors who have come out saying, no, no, we're going to do it, we're going to normalize. There's no normalization. Normalization was long gone. It left the building, the fat lady saying, and really what we're in for is just the rest of the game, which is more tricks, more illusions, more the outward apparent appearance that everything is normal. But when you actually look inside, the weeds are overgrown, the pool's brown, the carpets are warped, and that's really our financial system held together by bailing wire and bubble gum. I mean, that's really what it is. Money made out of thin air to give the illusion of prosperity, debts that are unpayable, and now today we found out the big four banks, $4.2 trillion in deposits. Don't worry, though. They got a whopping... Uh, $20 billion to give you your FDIC-insured money. Uh, today, uh, U.S. Silver Eagles, still no update. Uh, the bullion bank hasn't even gotten the, 
Brinks will deliver sometime today. They don't even know how many cases are there. So right now we're sticking with a two-week delay. Uh, We still are able to book orders, so that's a positive thing. Uh, Rolls of Silver Eagles are $420 a roll. Uh, U.S. $20 gold pieces. Uh, Prices are up. Premiums are up. Everything went up over the weekend. Uh, But I have about a good handful, you know, 20, 30, $20 gold pieces at $1,375 today at 800-951-0592. And don't forget the medals program. I mean, after hearing this show, no reason why you shouldn't at least start with something to put some assets away that aren't tied to the debt. The Patriot Preferred Metals Program, you can start investing and getting a physical delivery of gold and silver with as little as $100 a month. Uh, There is no maximum buying at the best prices possible. If you you want more information on that, go to allamericangold.com. Right under our radio button on the right-hand side, we have the metals plan. Just click on that. All the details are there. Uh, If you have any questions about that, uh, feel free to give us a call, 800-951-0592. Don't forget, tune in tomorrow. A surprise for the people living in the city of surprise. Patriot Radio News Hour. Take care. Have a great day.